0: Wandering Journal at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. This week we celebrate International Women's Day around the world and the achievements of women through the ages. As part of those celebrations, I was invited to speak for a group of senior hospital administrators at a celebratory breakfast for International Women's Day. This year's theme was Choose to Challenge, so I looked at how that has driven my journalism and inspired my love and respect for the power of audio storytelling. Part of my speech talks about my investigation into a pivotal case which highlighted how Australia's justice system fails intellectually disabled victims of sexual abuse. If this is triggering for you, you may not want to listen, but I include it because it's an important issue in Australian law that must be addressed. South Australia remains the only state to have changed its Evidence Act to allow people with an intellectual disability to give evidence with assistance in court. Most cases are dropped because people with cognitive disabilities are seen by the courts as unreliable witnesses. I highlight in this speech how great journalism can create great change. I just want to thank you all today for this opportunity to tell you a few of my stories for International Women's Day. I'm so chuffed to be asked, truly. It's not lost on us journos that we're about as popular as the Tax Department and COVID-19 combined, so I was pleasantly surprised by the invitation. but. Over coffee, where all the great negotiations take place, Tracy assured me that yes, you really do want to hear from a salty old journo such as myself and a few of the challenges that I've faced in keeping with this theme of International Women's Day, choose to challenge. So today, I will take you on a journey into the theatre of the mind, the world of audio and radio that I love. When I consider choose to challenge, I think of how central that is, not only to my journalism, but to my teaching as well. If there's one thing I like to leave every one of my university students with, it's the urge to spread their wings and think big. Instead of just wanting to get a job in the place where they grew up, or go overseas to work in London pubs, there is another way. It's why I say getting stuck in the middle of the desert is the best thing that happened to my career. Little did I know when I got my first job with the ABC in a one-person office at Port Augusta in South Australia's outback, where it would take me. I was offered the job and I remember thinking if it was in Antarctica I would have jumped at it. I was so desperate to make my break. I moved down from Brisbane without knowing a soul in Port Augusta, or South Australia for that matter, and I remember thinking, maybe it's a bit like Noosa. It's near the ocean, how bad can it be? (laughs) <laughs> but working as the sole journalist at that little two-room office office at Port Augusta ABC Bureau was the best and the hardest experience of my life. Looking back to those times on today of all days. I'm very grateful for the trailblazing women who went before me as intrepid journos who enabled me to take that opportunity of being sent to report from this tiny office in the back of beyond with not much more than a four-wheel drive and a UHF radio at my disposal, covering two-thirds of the state of South Australia. It would have been only a generation before that that opportunity would have been unthinkable for a single woman on her own. I was the only person on the ground in Port Augusta, so if something amazing happened, I was the one who went. Not the most senior journalist in the newsroom, like if I was based in a big capital city. Such as the live crosses that I did from the Woomera Detention Centre riots that won me my first Walkley Award in uh, 2000. (laughs) To me, this award vindicated my choice to go out back and leave my family and friends for the big adventure. I remember hearing on the radio, on the police scanner, that a riot was happening at Woomera. Woomera was and is very secretive, like an X-Files little army town. So I drove up there an hour on the Stuart Highway through hypnotic gibber Plains to this little speck of on the desert map to find out what was happening. And not surprisingly, no one wanted to talk to me, except for the guy who ran the petrol station with full-body tattoos, even on his face, I asked him if he would let me up onto the roof of that petrol station so I could see what was happening. And in that outback laconic drawl, he said, sure, love. So that's where I sat, on the roof, on my own, watching the riot unfold, sending reports to the ABC Adelaide newsroom on a crackly mobile phone, which were then relayed out to the rest of Australia and to the world. Stories such as this. Mobile water cannon has been used against 80 refugees rioting at the Woomera Detention Centre in South Australia. Nance Haxton reports the situation is tense. Up to 250 guards and 50 police are attempting to bring the riot of 80 refugees under control at the detention centre on the outskirts of Woomera. Mobile water cannon have been used to disrupt the rioters who repeatedly rush the fences attempting to break out. No one has breached the perimeter yet smoke has ceased to rise from the four buildings which were stoned and set on fire, indicating the blaze is under control. Adelaide Elite Police staff force are on their way with the situation far from over. That day taught me that rural journalism is not all outback adventures and dancing on pool tables in Broken Hill in the pub from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Fun as that was. I discovered then and throughout my career since that being a journo comes with great responsibility to the people who hear your stories and make up their minds about an issue at least partly based on that. By daring to drive up there on that lonely highway on my own, One of the most deliberately secret places in Australia had its facade broken. The word was out. I made a choice at that time to challenge the wall of silence around Woomera, giving some voice to those people hidden behind the razor wire. It's also what inspired me in my investigative series of stories on a group of intellectually disabled children in Adelaide who were, unfortunately, allegedly sexually abused by their school bus driver and their fight to be heard by the South Australian justice system. I chose to challenge a system of assumptions, a legal system that did not want to bend to accommodate those with disabilities. It was a distressing story and it was harrowing to put together. But looking back now, I realise that the audio medium was actually ideal for telling that story. Hearing the agony in the voices of the mothers of those disabled children made these stories much more powerful than if I'd simply written about the situation, I believe. And how brave were those women These are the women to celebrate on a day like today. Those mothers of the abused children who desperately wanted their day in court. They wanted their children's allegations heard. They felt abandoned by the justice system. People often ask me how we as journalists find stories. That investigative series on disability justice evolved out of nowhere in some ways. This story and most of the best stories in my experience do not come from a press release. Sometimes, stories find you. You can choose to ignore them or chase them. Basically, what evolved into a six-month investigation came from me noticing how upset the court reporter was when she came back from the first court appearance where it was announced that the charges against the bus driver would likely be dropped because the children were seen as unreliable witnesses, basically because of their disability. Seeing her so traumatised got me wondering What could upset a seasoned court reporter who's seen a lot of injustice? That series of disability justice stories ultimately took me to the Great Hall of Parliament House in Canberra twice, where I was presented with the 2011 Media Award for Excellence and that second Walkley Award. Later that year in Sydney, the Human Rights Commission gave me the Human Rights Award for radio. But my proudest moment from that harrowing investigation was not the awards. It was that my stories led to a parliamentary inquiry in South Australia to further investigate why the justice system was failing society's most vulnerable. In July 2015, I was sent back to South Australia to follow up what happened from that parliamentary inquiry. This was almost four years on from that first story on the prejudiced people with a disability faced in the justice system. Here's part of that story that I filed for ABC Radio's national program, PM. In what's being hailed as an Australian first, the South Australian Parliament today passed legislation giving people with an intellectual disability equal treatment in the justice system. The Vulnerable Witnesses Bill passed four years after a pivotal case in which seven disabled children were allegedly sexually abused by their school bus driver tax Axton reports. One woman sat alone and wept in the public gallery as the Vulnerable Witnesses Bill passed South Australia's lower house unopposed. It's a day she would not miss because it's a day she thought she would never see. It, it's a great day. Look, it, um, it makes the vulnerable children and adults with a disability and intellectual disability equal before the court. <laughs> I'm happy to say that I'm thrilled that this day has finally come. Does your son know what's happening today? Yes, he does know and he's happy that I'm being a part of this and, um, and I have been a, a major part of this for the last five years and, and being his voice. So South Australia is still the only state in Australia to have changed its Evidence Act to enable people with a cognitive disability to give evidence in court with assistance. It's really time for other states to look at that glaring anomaly as well, Queensland particularly. I still think after more than two decades in the game that my greatest asset as a journalist, regardless of the medium, is empathy. I largely have my intellectually disabled brother Ashley for teaching me that. I think if you can't walk in someone else's shoes even for a moment, you can't write about them either. And this is Where today's theme, handed down to me by generations of trailblazing women, comes to the fore again, choose to challenge. Throughout my career and continuing today, my passion, as Meg mentioned, is about giving a voice to people who may not usually have access to the media. Like my audio documentary, A New Chapter for Stradbroke Island, speaking to Kondamuka traditional owners and business people about the best way forward after decades of mining and about how to stop the divisions at the island and to move forward. That was awarded a bronze trophy at the New York festivals awards. Or my audio documentary on blackbirding, which was awarded a silver and bronze trophy at New York. It's time for Australia to come to terms with its slavery past. Or my journo project podcast where I talk to journalists from all around Australia about their practice and how they're caught in that crossfire of press freedom debate. Choose to challenge. It's driving me now as I push my way forward as the Wandering Journo, my freelance vehicle that has taken me around the country. But while I'm used to challenging the establishment, I didn't expect that my travels would also involve me challenging my innermost beliefs. After so long at ABC, I thought that's what I was, an ABC journo. But now as the Wandering Journo with my Streets of Your Town podcast and investigative podcasts for publications like the Griffith Review, My last one was released just last week on Indigenous fire practices. I'm realising that I'm a storyteller. I'm a journo first, regardless of who I work for. I'm also now working part-time as an advocate for the Disability Royal Commission, helping people with their submissions. It's a job I never could have imagined myself doing, but I've realised my storytelling skills are ideal for this role because people are often so overwhelmed by what's happened to them, they don't know where to start, so I can help, Find that starting point so they can tell their story of abuse, violence, or neglect, and that it then becomes part of the tapestry that is being put together that hopefully will lead to systemic change into the way that people with a disability are treated in this country. Their voice needs to be heard. I'm very grateful for the women mentors in my life who taught me the importance of challenging in a constructive way. Like my mentor, Sandra Sully, I remember swanning into Sydney's Channel 10 Studios for work experience with my flame-coloured hair and my bohemian clothes billowing behind me, and she looked me in the eye and said, Nance, bold colours, simple lines, that's all you need to know. (laughs) She could have said... Nance, you look like a university graduate with absolutely no idea of how to dress professionally. But instead she chose to challenge my way of thinking in a constructive way that's now become something of a life mantra. Bold colours, simple lines, that's all you need to know. Thanks so much for having me today. We aren't that much different, you know, health administrators and journos. I think for all of us, we often don't get to reap what we sow but that doesn't mean it's not significant. You'll probably never truly know the extent of the influence that you have on your staff, but it's massive. I like to think that what you and I both do is plant the seeds of an oak tree. We may only get to see the first shoots of growth, but we need to remind ourselves that one day that tree will spread its boughs and branches in ways that we cannot even imagine. But we tended the soil and we helped that tree grow. Thanks most of all to the generations of women who paved the way for my success today, I stand on the shoulders of the brave, under-recognised and selfless women who came before me. Thank you. That was me, Nance Haxton, speaking at the Australian College of Health Service Management Breakfast for International Women's Day. If this content has brought up issues for you, please don't try and cope alone. Phone 1800RESPECT, the 24-hour hotline for people impacted by sexual assault or abuse, or Lifeline on 131114, or your local crisis support hotline. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. site, soyt.substack.com.